0: It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Welcome in. It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. AFC and NFC Championship Day. I'm Jeff Parles. Alex White's here as well. We're down to four.
1: I'm very excited. It's been a long week waiting for this these two games.
0: <laughs> you know, it's been, I don't know, I don't know. It, this time of year, after we have the whole year, i see, I'm so excited, I'm smacking my microphone right at the top of the show. Uh, this time of year now, where, of course, we've gone months on months, where we have full slates of games. Then we go down to the the, the super wild card with six. And then last week with four. Now we're at two. Uh, yeah, it definitely felt a little bit longer. But granted, we had 109,000 basketball games yesterday. Very 150, entertaining. 152 to be exact yesterday. Uh, but... We're ready for football here for the AFC and NFC championship games uh, right out of the gate. On the show today, I actually see Chris Andrews in a few minutes. He'll come on back in, give the quick update of what's going on. Uh, It's been a very interesting betting market discussion on these two games uh, across the board. Uh, It just also shows that uh, one book may may need one thing, another book may need another, which Chris will discuss with him in about 10 minutes from now. Vinny Maliul, at the end of the show, as always, will be with us. And then, of course, Matt Hamilton of Up and Adams will be with us at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern time. His thoughts on the AFC and NFC Championship game. So we have a fun show here. So, you know what? let There's nothing else we can do here. Let's just <laughs> dive in. Alex, let's start with the early game. There's some four and a half in the market. Behind us, it's four. That's basically what the rest of the market is on this one. Kansas City on the road for the second consecutive week against the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens laying four, total 44. And then we've talked about this already a few times this week. But now that we're on game day, where are you sitting at? What have you played? Props? Anything you may have hit so far in this game?
1: So I'll start off by saying if the Chiefs pull this off, I think this will be Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes' best win yet because... The Ravens have the advantage in most areas besides quarterback, which they also have an elite quarterback in Lamar Jackson. So I definitely like the Ravens here. I got minus two and a half for the first half. and But now that it's at four and a half, Jeff, I did jump in a little bit here. And I teased the Chiefs up to ten and a half with the Niners down to one, kind of to protect myself there. But I think we're going to have a great game here. I just... The Ravens have so many weapons, and now that Isaiah Pacheco is not 100%, and they've been leaning on him in their run game so much, I think that's going to affect this offense that has been clicking in the last three games, but they have also had the Cincinnati Bengals, and they've had the Bills and the Dolphins, who have a ton of injuries on the defensive side. Not this Ravens team. They are very healthy. I also kind of talked about it on Wednesday. I think a big opponent of this game is going to be the turnovers and the Ravens rank one in takeaways and giveaways this year so I think that it's the Ravens year to move on um four and a half I don't like that number or four even you miss the best of it if you're taking the Ravens here but especially with the Chiefs getting getting that many points so I don't know what side you're on yet but I am interested to hear your breakdown
0: Let's start with the total first. Let's start there. Weather in Baltimore is not as bad as we thought it was going to be, potentially. There's no precipitation. The wind is consistent, about 10 miles an hour, so a little bit of wind, but nothing crazy. It's 46 degrees, which is all you can ask for for the final Sunday of January in that region of the country. So nothing wrong there. So, I get why this game has been hit under, though. This is not a weather-related under. This is a, hey, these are two of the four best defenses in the NFL, maybe even two of the best three defenses in the NFL. I would say Baltimore is the best defense, and I would say Kansas I think Kansas City's the third best. Team, but you could even make an argument they were the second best defense when it's all said and done. So it's weird in a game where you have... Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, who are two of the four best quarterbacks in the National Football League, and this game's been banged to the under. And I think it's right. I don't think you can play it at the current number. If you bet the 46, good. Yeah. Good job. Even 45 and a half. Good job. But now, don't force it. Maybe you get an early touchdown, you can come back on a high 40s under. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, tread carefully with totals in game, especially under, unless if you get fluky touchdowns. The side, so you mentioned it. Four and a half don't. There's no way you can lay Baltimore. I don't even think you can just. Well, not think. You can't justify laying Baltimore at four either. You missed it. You had so many opportunities through the week, even here at the South Point. You had threes. Forget the three and a half, which yeah. I can justify because if you missed it, if you were your outs were different. All right, I, it was mostly three and a half, but you had threes very, very much in the early portion of this week. Monday, uh, especially here at the South Point. It just goes back to what I said earlier in the week. It's If you're getting four, four and a half, it's very hard to look at that with Patrick Mahomes and be like, wait a second, I, I, how could I not take this? But you mentioned it, Alex. And I'm curious on this, where we go unit by unit here. Okay, mm-hmm. Head coach, I'll give Andy Reid a slight advantage over Harbaugh, but it's splitting hairs. Both guys are, Andy Reid we know is going to be in Canton. If Baltimore wins the Super Bowl this year, John Harbaugh might be going to Canton as well. He should probably not, might. Love two at that point. They probably will go. Thank you, Joe Flacco. Quarterback, Mahomes over Lamar, but Lamar's really good. Then after that, the I give I do give the advantage to Pacheco over Baltimore's running backs. I I do. I I think Pacheco's better than anyone has in that stable. But then after that, other than Travis Kelsey over Isaiah Likely and a battered Mark Andrews, which is honestly closer than I think people want to acknowledge. Baltimore's advantage basically everywhere else, and that's just hard to overcome for me, Alex.
1: No, I completely agree with you here, and I'm glad you brought up the two coaches because this is a lot of fun. We got Baltimore's winningest coach in John Harbaugh, one hundred sixty ninety nine record, and then we've got Andy Reid, the winningest coach in Kansas City, one hundred twenty eight fifty one record. There, so I mean, this is this is the game, and. I, I'm excited that it's actually the first game because it has been built up this entire week, but I'm with you, Jeff. I mean, Baltimore just has so many weapons and I think they utilize them. And I also agree with you on the total. I think this is too low now to go under because I do think both teams will find success on the offensive
0: side. Prop wise, prop, prop wise. wise in this game. Uh, of course there, Alex, you can hold up the sheet for everyone uh, at home. You got to you got front and back for the AFC side, also the NFC, which is the second, yes. the second sheet there for Alex White, which we'll get to later in the show. I, you know, I think the only way I would I would attack this real quick, and I'm I'm not a huge prop player for the most part. During the Super Bowl, of course, I hop in because everyone hops in, but you look at you look at the. Uh, they receiving props real quick. I want to go to the Baltimore side of things because you don't necessarily think pass catching uh, for, for for Baltimore. Isaiah likely sitting at 22 and a half, 21 and a half out there. Now I know Mark Andrews comes back, but how effective is Mark Andrews going to be n- about two months after a significant leg injury? I don't think he'd be particularly effective and likely who? I, look, there is an argument to be made that Isaiah likely is on the same tier as Mark Andrews, and that's saying something. Because Mark Andrews, most people think he's the second best tight end in, in the NFL, only behind Travis Kelsey. There's some people who are a little too a uh, little too emboldened by fantasy football that would say Mark Andrews at a point was better than Travis Kelsey. Uh, I don't think that was correct at all. But hey, fantasy football does weird things to people's brains at times but I like I would look at Isaiah likely over that would be the one thing I would look to Low 20s on receiving yes. yards I, I I'll take my chances give me three catches for 30 yards or heck even one play for 25 I'm good uh that would be the one that I would look to the most because again with these Baltimore pass catchers you're here are numbers in a prominent book okay real quick 22 and a half on Isaiah likely Mark Andrews is 32 and a half which is the second highest for receiving yards on Baltimore. Zay Flowers, highest at only 44-and-a-half. Odell Beckham, who I'm not even sure even played last week, even though I know he was on the field, 20-and-a-half. Uh, Aguilar caught the touchdown a week ago, 16-and-a-half. Rashad Bateman, 22-and-a-half. Justice Hill, 14-and-a-half. We're dealing with the low, low numbers on the Baltimore Ravens side, and, and one of these guys, look, at these low numbers, at least one of these guys right. has to go over, unless Lamar is just not throwing the ball at all today, out.
1: No, you are right, and I do think that is a very low number for Likely, who has done a fantastic job stepping in with Mark Andrews out. The only thing that kind of threw me off is I broke down the last five games for the Chiefs and the Ravens and how they've kind of panned out, and the Chiefs have actually been very good against tight ends. Their median in the last six games actually is 38 yards, which is plenty if Likely is getting all of the receptions there, but... I was surprised because I looked at the Baltimore side and they actually, their meeting is 49, two tight ends opposed to wide receivers who they did really good against and held them to 76 yards as a median in their last six games. And I mean, I have Cooper Cup on there and Puka Nakua, Ayuk. I mean, they played some, and Tyreek Hill. They held him to 76 yards. So I would look at um, a wide receiver under, maybe Rasheed Rice there. And I do think Travis Kelsey will have a great game, but his his receiving yards is very high. I actually an under I took is Lamar Jackson under it is now 214 and a half passing yards. Okay. And in his three previous playoff games, those are all under 200 passing yards. They held Josh Allen to 186, they held Tua to 199. The Chiefs did um and I I think that the game script is going to be them run using their run game more.
0: So the one, the one question that I have, because if Kansas city's weakness has, or if Kansas city's defense has a weakness, I should say that way. It's their run defense. Correct. We saw the last week. I'm a little surprised Buffalo abandoned the run like they did. Yes. So prominent book 44 and a half Gus Edwards, 34 and a half justice Hill, 64 and a half Lamar Jackson. I wouldn't go, I, I don't know what the distribution is going to be. So it'd be a little bit tough. Yeah. But I would lean to the Edwards if I were going to go on any of those three on the over. I completely agree. 44 and a half. There is some 40, uh, looks like Caesar's edition, 43 and a half right now.
1: If you wanted to look at Justice Hill, I would look at his rushing and receiving together.
0: Rushing, receiving. Okay. That's not too bad.
1: But I, yes, on the ground. For
0: Hill, 52 and a half in one book. 51 and a half with heavy juice on another book, so. Pick your, pick whichever one uh, fits your fancy uh, on that one. Uh, again, we'll have more to talk about this game. Again, Ravens and Chiefs, this is the early game. 3 o'clock local time in Baltimore, Maryland, noon out here on the West Coast. We'll just bring them in. We don't need to take a commercial break. We can put them right on. Protecting the shield today, our guy Chris Andrews with us right now. Of course, sportsbook director here at the South Point. Uh, right. Chris, Chris, for the third consecutive week, it is the best week of the weekend of the year. You're damn right.
2: Yeah. And in two weeks, we're going to have people, another one.
0: Yeah. Well, I, you could also argue the previous 18 were the best. <laughs> they weren't the bad year. either. They were yeah. good as well. But now that we're sitting at four, uh, we, were just, we were having a discussion before the show where uh, Patrick Everson, who is... Uh, was a friend of all of ours on the desk
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, does a great job covering the business here. Oh,
2: hardest working man in town.
0: Yeah, uh, hard, hardest way. Absolutely. Uh, but it, it's just an interesting discussion of, Hey, just because book a needs result a doesn't mean that book B needs the same result. as yeah. them. You know,
2: over the course of time, we tend to even out, you know, yeah. who we need and who we don't, but these are, two games right. you know you, right. I get a guy stumbles in here and uh you never know what he's gonna do but we, we are we're in pretty good shape I think I talked to you before the show we we're about nine thousand dollars different it's pretty good yeah well we're up to about 18 now so okay. not, the, the raven money is starting to show but as I explained earlier too the money line straight bets are on the dog and the parlay bets by a significant amount are on the favorites so we got a lot. Um, I know you played a teaser. Yes. Sounds like a good one. The teaser action this week is very small, but that's the teaser they're generally playing. Okay. And, and I'm getting a little bit on Detroit on the teaser too, but it's almost all uh, Kansas City. I mean, which makes and there's no value betting the Ravens on a teaser. We're going to go from minus four to plus two. I mean, come on, just bet the money line if that's what you want to do. <clears throat> uh, the other thing I would say um, at this point in time, you can find some good numbers depending on who you like. You know, if you like the Ravens, I guess, you know, four is probably not horrible, but you know, or, and you know, conversely, if you like Casey, and it's seven, seven and a half on the Niners. So you could find some value one way or the other there, depending on who you like. But I want to encourage everybody to go take a look at the point spread props among all the other props. And I know you got a whole list of props you're looking at, but if you still like a side, and once again, the and the pattern it's holding up this week as well, and you'll see it next week too. The sharper guys lay the price and take the best of the number, whereas the public takes the takes the price, you know, the money line price. So right. Just and again, I'm not telling you the winner. I'm just telling you the betting patterns, you know. So that that's what happened. But there's tons of props out there and all kind of stuff. So you should find something you like if you're any kind of a betting man, which I would imagine. Or woman, by the way, in case uh, you're out there listening. I would imagine anybody listening to this would be that exactly.
0: Well, I can I can tell you uh, Alex has more than I do today. I, mean, no, I know I, she's she
2: likes the props,
0: which yeah, is no, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll, I'll end up being uh, public Joe here on this one. Probably take some late props before yeah. this goes. Even though uh, I, I will say this, I uh, usually you see the squares out there, like the Super Bowl squares out there just for two weeks from now. One yeah. fucking town was throwing them out there this week. Really? Which uh I might uh might put five a uh, nice pizza yeah. money on a on a big bloated. I usually numbers. play a
2: few. Yeah, yeah.
0: Why not? Pizza money on, on five of them, one of them hits, you're having a good day. Yeah,
2: I blew a C node for nothing watching the horses yesterday. <laughs> and I you know, I mean <laughs> Yeah.
0: No, 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 And also I, I think Alex and I combined for roughly five hundred bets yesterday. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, By the way. The hoops.
2: We have to celebrate days like yesterday. Oh, I mean yeah. that was great. We uh I, I can't remember, of course, you know, but I I always check Handles uh-huh. right, so I a my guy in the back, Joe Haller, He loves to fill me in. Last year, the Saturday before this Sunday, uh, our handle was up about twenty percent. Okay, you know college basketball, so it was it's a hell of a wow. day. We had some great games, great finishes. Yes, Kansas draining a three at the buzzer was uh, nice
0: backdoor. That again.
2: was we actually kind of needed that one. I was surprised we needed Kansas in that game. Uh, there's you know Pitt I mean, covered uh, you know and. Well, Pitt, yeah.
0: Pitt was down 25 and yeah, well, losing by four. Yeah, they covered. Escapes. Yep. Duke,
2: that was a crazy one. Yeah. So there's there some great games. You know, my only beef was I couldn't watch Turner Classic Movies yesterday. I had my <laughs> nine TVs going on basketball. Was,
0: that, was it your beef or Jimmy's beef? Or both of your beefs? It's probably both of our beefs, yeah.
2: <laughs> but anyway, we're looking forward to a great day today. And there there's just a, a, a giant betting menu. And I, like I said, besides us. There's lots of other props around town that we don't have. We have some that other people don't, and we have other people have stuff that we don't. So feel free, run around. You got, you got three hours till game time.
0: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. we do. Yeah, it's it's still weird with those later kicks. With the I like it.
2: I don't have to set my alarm. No, (laughs) although Jeff, I'm up at five o'clock this morning anyway. You know, once I I, I'm not going back
0: to sleep. Right. Um, just before we let you go back to work, um, process once.
4: These yes. games are over.
0: You've said once the number's able to go through the computer, it's it's yeah. up and ready to go.
2: So we can get it loaded, and of course we have the four possible mm-hmm. scenarios. Once again, to remind everybody, if you pick one of the matchups and they don't wind up playing, you get your money back. Now, of course, the exacta. We still have the exacta <laughs> up too. Now that yet yeah, there's no money back right, there. Yeah. You're playing. Yeah, yeah you're, you you got to bet. We got a bet. You know, So, uh, but we still have the exacta up. we still have the Super Bowl futures up, Um, you know, first player to score. We got, you know, an index as to who's going to win by what, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, we try to get as much as we can. So a lot of options out there.
1: This is a lot to ask of you right now. But right on those early lines, you have the Niners like minus one over Baltimore. Yeah. If they blow out the Lions, yeah. they're probably going to be a bigger favorite than that, right? That's I was looking at that like, ooh, that seems yeah. like a cheap price, but
2: do you think so? See, I I thought I like Baltimore. Uh, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, made a pick. Yeah, yeah. You know, I heard your analysis of the game. You, you know, I mean, I think Baltimore's playing great. And listen, I'm a I'm a Pittsburgh guy. Yeah, I it yeah. kills me to say this, but I think they are probably the most complete team right now. You're talking about John Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. I've said for many years on that other show that I used to be on that I thought John Harbaugh was the second-best coach in the NFL other than Belichick. I've got to say, Andy Reid's done pretty good the last couple of years. Of course, having Mahomes doesn't hurt. Uh, but I think Harbaugh's a hell of a coach. You know, I think Shanahan is too. You know, so I think it's two really evenly matched teams. I think we have to see who comes out of this game injury-wise and that sort of thing. Uh, but i you know, I probably gun to my head right now. I think I would play Baltimore. That's why I usually can't pick. They bet me They bat me on San
0: Francisco. I mean, look, if I'm getting the Ravens in an underdog scenario against anyone, I'm just taking it if the Niners beat me, so be it. Yeah. That's Look, they're dealing, at that point, if we get chalk today, team one and team two, that's yeah. all it is. We ended up with the two best teams. I, I in think they're the two best
2: league. teams. The best yeah, team yeah. doesn't always win. Yeah, I mean, God knows the Lions have been playing great. They're an inspirational story and an inspirational team. Could they jump up and win this game? Absolutely. And same with KC.
1: Are you surprised that that has just been seven, seven and a half? I thought we would see more Niners money, and that that would go up. You know, more. Jimmy,
2: Jimmy, and Vinny and I were talking. A lot of times when you when you breach the wall at seven, yeah, that game's going to nine, maybe even nine and a half. But this one didn't. You know, uh, we Jimmy posted the one ticket. The guy bet us a hundred thousand minus a seven. Minutes later, another guy bet me 80000 plus a 7.5. You saw we went back, you know, and I, you know, since we do do everything at 11 to 10 here, I try to hold the whole number when it's feasible. Uh, but we we really have a lot of Niner money, you know, laying the points and, you know, so I had to go, I had to go to 7.5, which we are right now.
0: You know how I, we all know, we are obviously we're following this on a daily basis, but you know how the common person can know that Detroit's a huge story? Just go over to that NFL slot machine that's about twenty paces from oh, us yeah. here. And I whenever I've seen anyone sitting down at that machine, you get to pick your team. Yeah. Everyone I'm I swear everyone I've seen this week has played pick the Lions as the team on there.
2: Did you see the map of the root the rooting map? Yeah. is yeah, yeah. yeah. in red and everybody else is in yeah, blue. I, I, By the way, let me say do say something about uh, the South Point. Yeah. Give a little plug here. Absolutely. We've got the showroom open today. And I'm gonna tell you, the showroom, first of all, I really think we have some great TVs in this town. This might be the best TV in town. Do you ever go over there? It's pretty darn good. It's pretty the, darn the be- good. You know, and, you know, it's the showroom. I mean, it's yeah. comfortable as hell. There's food special. You still get $1. fifty hot dog over there, you know. Um, so it's a great, and, and a lot of other stuff. And you have cocktail service, everything else. So, I mean, that's one of the best places in town. And I would tell you, doors open at 1130. You better be in line at 1130 because that thing's going to, You'll be know, have trouble finding a seat. And it's free, too, by the way. It's free.
1: And then what's that spot over there behind That's that Grand, bar? Grandview.
2: Grand Grandview. Yep. That's yeah. a pretty good spot, too. And yeah. there'll be some side TVs where if you want to run over and make a horse bet, we, uh, we'll accommodate you there, too.
0: Go, uh, go bet the fourth at Goldstream, right?
2: Don't, don't mention Goldstream. It was oh, a okay. bad day Sorry. for me yesterday. Sorry. And, it, and I don't know? know if he's listening. He probably is. Uh, me and me and Bear Felica like two horses, and they both finished full of run. And out of the
0: money. <laughs>
1: so, Sean said he has a horse with the bear. for us today.
0: Sean has Ralph. one. Well, Ralph, oh. what, what 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 was Ralph's favorite one today, Sean? Uh Sean's gonna have to go look that up. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, he's got the sheet. Look at this. By the way, Sean, the tallest member of our team. He, I know. Uh is wearing the the old the uh, the throwback Christian McCaffrey black Carolina Panther jersey.
2: Yeah, who's the shortest running back in the league?
0: <laughs> yes, that's correct. All right, Sean, what do you got? Okay, Santa Anita race nine,
2: three ten. Okay, and so reverse. exact
0: the reverse three ten and ten three. Okay, there you
2: go. All right, all right. I'm gonna see it before I go back to work. I to give you some cash. <laughs> try to get even Very for you good. that's I mean, that's good the job. get even or get even worse uh, hey, uh, <laughs> so, well, that's, sunday, that's usually sunday night football that's usually <laughs> sunday <laughs> night football we if that sunday doesn't night. work we got monday night football
3: <laughs> chris
0: pleasure is always all right much. guys yeah, do a great
2: job you're always doing fantastic work and uh proud to have you both as uh, part of the south point here we're, so you we're, guys we're, do a terrific job
0: i know for myself and i'm pretty sure i speak for alice we're we're thrilled to be here yes. as always and right. it's pretty amazing that we uh we started this up uh legitimately on well, short short notice
2: we, you know that we, <laughs> yeah. we got a deadline where he got wanted to have a hundred thousand views we 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 hit we we're, hit. we're, we're there. six weeks ahead of schedule
0: we're there we we hit a we hit our hundred uh frank nicotero who by the way stunning that frank is up at 8 30 in the morning on a sunday i mean <laughs> that is a check- was he up at 8 he just texted the group text. really I mean, how big of an <laughs> upset is that?
2: Hey, Sleeping Beauty, yeah. by the time you I, set I, your alarm clock. I yeah. mean,
0: stunning. Uh, yes, we uh, we hit that earlier today. Okay, so we great. We've got great. It. So yeah, like
2: good. I said, w- w- as soon as like I saw the football schedule, was my first thought: I don't have to set my alarm. I don't have to do that anywhere. I'm up at five. You're up at five. I'm up. <laughs> at five. All right, guys, have awesome. a good show. Thank I'll talk you to you later. Good luck. Come see me if you need me. All right,
0: Absolutely. see you later. Bye, Chris Andrews. Everyone. Uh, we're keep it right here, yeah. Uh, then we'll take a quick break in a few moments before we get our guy Matt Hamilton on. Uh, so, I, I just going back to the AFC game real quick because I, I just I just want to ask you this: Where, some I've had problems in the past of basically looking at a line like this, and look, sometimes it works in my favor. Worked with Joe Burrow in the Bengals last year, uh, but in some scenarios where you you're just getting a number with a guy like Mahomes. This is this is the biggest underdog. If this court is yes. four and a half, Patrick Mahomes has not been an underdog of more than four since his third career start, which was week two in 2018. It's crazy. Chiefs were six-point underdogs in Pittsburgh. Patrick Mahomes threw for 450 yards and Kansas City scored 40-plus points in a win in Pittsburgh that day. It's <laughs> I didn't even realize I did that to Sean there. Uh, that was Ben Roethlisberger still at that point for uh, for Pittsburgh. Um, but Alex, just when you like, there are some guys like again, the uh, Mahomes, bro, obviously in the past, P- Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Where if you see them as dogs, it's very hard to pass them up. Talk me out of it, because you know <laughs> what's going to happen if this goes to four and a half or, or over $2 on the money line. I'm going to see it and be like, hmm, maybe I should, well, even we, though I know better.
1: We got the injury report, and a big thing for you this entire year has been, does he have the offensive line to protect Correct. him and to give him enough time to make the play? So how are you feeling there with who we have in? Because I know we don't have Thune, right?
0: Joe Thune is officially out as of earlier this week. Yes. And
1: we know Pacheco, we, uh, we talked about him Zen, and then yes. he is going to play, but he's not a hundred percent. He has toe turf and that affects a running back a lot. So we've got that there. I just, and here's the other thing for you, Jeff, you mm-hmm. have not been high on the Ravens and you just told Chris Andrews sitting here. You think that they are the most complete team
0: I, look, to go to the Super Bowl. There's no arguing at this point where, look, they kind of just flew under the radar the whole year to me, where didn't buy him, didn't buy him, didn't buy him. And then Christmas comes and they make Brock Purdy look like, uh, look, look like Zach Wilson and it's like, whoa, all right. Well, I guess them beating Detroit by 30 plus and then beating Seattle by 30 plus, I guess that wasn't an accident. This is just, yeah. It's just a really, really good football team that early in the year when they had a few losses that they probably shouldn't have lost, it was because of their health. Where that game against Indy was clearly because of their health. They right. were out eight starters in that game. Uh, but when, when push comes to shove, look, you can't ignore the data. You can't ignore the data points that what of what this year is. I mean, right now of these four teams, if I were to go one through four, I'd go Baltimore, San Francisco, Kansas City, Detroit. That would be my order right yes. now. And I think that's Pretty common yeah. with some having San Francisco and Baltimore flipped. But they're better. They're at home. You're supposed to win this game if you're the Ravens. It's also the first time that this team in as the Ravens, of course, when when they're the Browns in Cleveland before they moved, they hosted AFC title games. Sorry, Cleveland fans having to remember one of those. But they have not hosted a conference championship game since Johnny Unitas was playing for the Baltimore Colts. This has been a long time for this city. That, and it's funny, with a team that's won two Super Bowls in, a, in this millennium, right. they've never hosted a conference championship game. So, a whole different animal. you got to get this done if you're Baltimore today. You really do. And I'm not really
1: buying into the pressure thing, that the pressure's on them and the Chiefs are playing with house money. I mean, you're down to the final two in your conference. The pressure's on both of you at this point. And Baltimore's home field advantage, we've seen it the last two weeks, Last week, I mean that's it's incredible too with their fans. So, I like, think you talked yourself. Out no, of it.
0: I, I look. Oh, well, so <laughs> talk talk to me at um talk to me at eleven fifty one Pacific time. See how let's see where I'm thinking at that. All right, we'll take a quick break. When We get back, Matt Hamilton, Up and Adams producer will join us next, giving his thoughts on these two games here on Sports by the Book South Point Studio.
4: South Point is also proud to provide a variety of relaxing amenities for the guests who want to be pampered. Soak up the sun and let your stress melt away in our lagoon-style paradise swimming pool. A relaxing getaway where you can bask in the desert sun and enjoy seasonal food and bar service poolside. And if you really want to escape, come to Spa Costa del Sur. From couple suites to a co-ed wet area, our spa caters to business and leisure travelers who want to unwind and elevate their senses. A visit to one of our spa's steam, sauna, or whirlpool treatment rooms will leave any guest feeling like they can take on the world. Our gaming amenities include over 60 table games, and over 2,600 of the most popular slot and video poker machines. We have penny slots, including the popular Buffalo games and real machines like Wheel of Fortune, Triple Sevens, and Bucks. If you prefer video poker, try Deuces Wild, Double Double Bonus, or a variety of multi-denomination games. Or try your hand at one of the most popular casino table games in the world. Blackjack. Don't let the game intimidate you. Blackjack, also known as 21, is both easy and fun. And our dealers are always happy to assist. And the best part? Blackjack always pays 3 to 2. Next, check out the roulette tables. Roulette is one of the easiest casino games to learn, and so much fun to play. It's a favorite of both beginners and seasoned players. In addition to blackjack and roulette, our casino pit features over 60 popular table games like Makara, Pai Gow Poker, Three Card Poker, Ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Mississippi Stud. So get out of your room and come join in the fun.
0: Welcome back in. It's Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles, Alex White, alongside, as always, well, I got the headphones on. That means one thing. We have a guest and we got Matt Hamilton right now up in Adams producer. You also see him uh, in his designated segments as well on K Adams show. Also the breakdown on the Kansas city sports network <clears throat> with us right now, Matt, how you doing today?
3: I'm great, Joe. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. sad to be here.
0: Well, it's, uh, it's, as uh, I said to Chris uh, Andrews in the last segment for the, Third consecutive week, it's the best weekend of football of the year. Granted, I would argue it's the 21st best uh, weekend in a row of, uh, of football here. Uh, let's start on the AFC side, Matt. So uh, the Ravens, by the way, uh, Circa just went to five on that game. Wow. So that's the biggest number out wow. there. Uh, it's mostly four. That's four behind us uh, on this one. The Ravens favored against Kansas City, total 44. I- I'll just ask you this before we uh, l- look at those betting numbers, Matt. From a from a on field perspective here for the Ravens, where other than quarterback, it feels like they have a better unit at every position here. This is just one of those classic scenarios where you're the one seed, you've had problems in the playoffs in this Lamar Jackson era. This feels like a game where Baltimore just has to get this done any fashion.
3: Yeah, it absolutely does. This is the this is the best team they've had around Lamar Jackson since he's been there. And you're right, with all the issues they've had in the past, you know, you do wonder if that pressure starts to matter. how much the pressure plays a factor here. You know, with the Chiefs, they've been there, they've wanted, it, obviously. You know, there's still pressure on that side too, but with what the Ravens have gone through, and it's almost, it's one of those scenarios, we've talked about this before, Jeff, where sometimes playing at home can work against you in a little bit. Like, if they don't get off to a fast start and that crowd starts getting anxious, that could start affecting things as well. But you're right, I think the Ravens have... The advantage, pretty much across the board at every position, other than the quarterback spot right now, which is you know the, the year Lamar's had and the year Mahomes had. I'd say it's about even there, but everywhere else, the Ravens have an edge.
1: Matt, have you bet this game um, on the side?
3: Um, I have. I uh, I have I, I have the Chiefs with the points. Okay. I think uh, I, th- I think they're going to keep it close um i do think that uh that the ravens end up pulling it out because of those advantages that they have i think this just feels <clears> like their year the way that defense is playing the way they can challenge those chiefs receivers uh be aggressive with them force them to have to win and i still as as much as the chiefs have improved in their passing game since we've gotten in the playoffs i still don't have a ton of faith that they're going to be able to win against a defense that's this talented
0: so <clears throat> You mentioned that you and I have texted off the air about this plenty where these last two games for Kansas city, where they've been a jumbled mess on offense. Most of the year, Yeah, Patrick Mahomes is making sound decisions and most importantly, he's not forcing the ball. And I'm just, and the main reason I haven't touched this yet. And Alex knows this, the offensive line injury to Joe Thune is just such a big deal in this game where Kansas city's offense, especially the interior of that line has been pretty healthy all year. You take out the all-world guard, Matt, that's, at least to some casuals, they won't think about this. That's the biggest deal in this game going into this for me, where I don't think Mahomes can be as efficient, make as good decisions as he has in these first two playoff games, because I think Baltimore's interior defense and interior defensive line is going to be in his lap all day.
3: Yeah, it's, it's a great point. And it's especially because of the way Baltimore plays defensively and these Mike McDonald blitz schemes. You need to have great communication throughout your offensive line, especially on that interior, because you don't know on a given play who's coming, who's dropping. They disguise things so well. And having a new piece in there that's not, that hasn't played with the other four all year, one miscommunication could end up making or breaking this game.
1: I can't fault you for taking the points here with the Chiefs, especially because they always have the chance to win outright. Any props that you like in this one?
3: I think uh, I do like Isaiah likely to score a touchdown. I feel like, um, you know, his odds have gotten a little little bit longer with the return of Andrews, but with the way that he's played, I feel like he's still going to be a big factor in this offense. You can't just erase, you know, erase him from the game plan just because Andrews is back. I think we'll see more 12 personnel out of the Ravens and still see him be a factor in this game. So I, so I like, I like likely to score a touchdown.
0: Likely to score a touchdown. We were talking, it's funny. We were talking Isaiah likely beforehand where Mark Andrews coming off a significant leg injury. And the first time we've seen him in nearly two months, it's hard to expect immediate production. Isaiah likely there are numbers as low as 22 and a half on his receiving yards, which Seems really, really low. So that was the angle I was looking at. I well, if I can get a good enough price out here, and not always the case on any time touchdowns no. out here in Nevada for whatever reason, um we're uh maybe looking at likely uh anytime as well. Uh man, I, I will ask you this before we uh venture over to the late game with the Niners hosting the Lions. If the Chiefs were to pull this upset today. What needs to happen for Kansas City in order to go to Baltimore, win this thing outright, and all of a sudden, this team that we were dogging all year would be playing in the Super Bowl, and it would be Mahomes there yet again with the weakest team they've had yet?
3: I think there's two things that I'm looking at here. It's the, it's, You talked about interior pressure from the Ravens. I think it's interior pressure from the Chiefs. Chris Jones has to have a big game. We've seen him have a couple big games against Lamar and the Ravens in the past and and kind of wreck things. He's had in the Chiefs three wins over Lamar. He's had three sacks, two strip sacks in those games. So I'm looking at that. And on the offensive side, it's these Chiefs receivers. It's been the biggest storyline all year. They did a good job winning in man coverage against Buffalo. Some really good play design from Andy Reid helped out with that. But they're going to have to win. The Ravens, as I said before, are going to challenge these receivers to win against man coverage. And it's, it hasn't been something they've done consistently all year long. They're going to have to do it today.
1: Matt, we've seen the total go down, which makes sense. We have two of the best defenses here. So it's dropped about a point and a half. It is now 44. Can you do anything with that now?
3: Oh that's a tough one, because um, you still have those quarterbacks. I, I, I think I still like the over. Um, you're right. These defenses have been arguably the two best defenses in the league all year long consistently, but uh, it's Lamar and Mahomes. <laughs> I think I still got to go with the over there.
0: Let's go to the late game. By the way, the uh, the late game totals just rocketing. This thing's up to 42 and a half on that total. I'm happy with my 51. Yes, I can tell you that right now. Um <laughs> Niners and, and Lions. So the big thing for me this week was, is Debo Samuel going to play? We know he's going yep. to play. No injury designation as well. But Matt, when you're dealing with a guy who is, look, Debo Samuel's been injury prone in his NFL career. There's no arguing that. <laughs> Coming off a, a game where he got hurt, played barely a quarter against Green Bay. How much can we expect out of him knowing that, hey, when he's healthy, the Niners have arguably the best offense in the NFL, but in the three-plus games he didn't play, the Niners look pretty pedestrian.
3: Yeah, no, it's, a, it's a great point. And, and the thing that gives me confidence here that we'll see Debo close to, if not at his peak, is that it's it's a shoulder injury. It's not a leg injury. You know, and and with the way that he plays, obviously, you know, any receiver, the legs are important. But, you know, when you see those guys play through the ankle injuries, like we saw with Tyree Kill or knee injuries, they lose a little bit from their route running. They lose a little bit out of their yak ability. With Debo, it's it's a shoulder. And obviously, that's something that, you know, one hit taken the wrong way could cause a lot of pain and, and take him out. But he's not going to lose anything in the explosiveness department, in the route running department. So I really think I'm not overly concerned with it impacting his ability to be the dynamic player we've seen him be throughout his career.
0: So keeping it on a Niner offense. Uh, of course, we know that people like criticizing Brock Purdy. I I'm guilty of it as well. Uh, I, a struggle for a good portion of that game against green Bay, but when the Niners needed it, he delivered, they went down the field, got the touchdown at the end of the game. Uh, McCaffrey scored and there you go. Good enough. Just just, I don't want to take anything from what happened in Philadelphia last year. He got hurt early in the game that might as well have not even suited up with the the amount he ended up playing in that game. This is a different circumstance though for this kid where the Niners have been the prohibitive favorites all year for the most part in the NFC. They're the prohibitive favorites today. They're seven and a half point favorites just from a purdy perspective here against the defense that has been objectively bad against the past, the last two months. What type of game do you expect out of Purdy? And from the Detroit defensive side, how can you confuse him in a game like this, especially when the conditions are ideal and your home pass defense has really been bad for six weeks?
3: Yeah, you hit it on the head. The conditions being ideal, I think, is the big factor here. We saw how the rain affected him last week. It was a significant factor in his struggles in that game. Um, I think the ideal conditions, Debo being out there, Uh, he's going to have a lot of opportunities to make some big plays. And I do think we see a big game out of him. Uh, The biggest things the Lions can do, I think they're going to have to gamble a little bit. We saw it last week. He will put the ball in harm's way every so often. And the Lions can't do what the Packers did and and miss those opportunities to capitalize on Purdy's mistakes. I think he'll give you one or two in this game. And it's going to take a C.J. Gardner-Johnson um, being aggressive, jumping something, and and turning it the other way. I think you know, the biggest key for him is going to be avoiding those turnover worthy plays and and keeping this offense on schedule. And you know, with with what we've seen out of this line secondary, there are going to be opportunities. He's going to hit some big plays in this game. Um, I fully expect that, especially with Debo out there. So um, it's really going to be those avoiding those one or two plays that. Could result in turnovers like we saw last week that didn't end up biting him. But if he does it against this defense, they are opportunistic, if nothing else. I, I don't think he'll get away with it this week.
1: I'm curious from a prop side, we're talking about the Lions secondary being their weakness. And we know both of these teams are really good against the run. Normally, I would look at McCaffrey or Gibbs or Montgomery on the Lions side. But I can't really look at any running backs in this. Did you find any props you like in this one?
3: Yeah, I'm, uh, I like Ayuk to have a big game in this one, especially with Debo back. I think there's going to be so much focus on him. Obviously, there's so much focus on McCaffrey. Um, I think Ayuk gets in the end zone. I like the over on his yards. Um, also, I found something interesting when I when Brandon Ayuk scores a touchdown for this team this year, they are six and zero. When he doesn't, they're six and five. He's been, him having a big game has been such a key to this team's success. And he's had a phenomenal year. And I think it really kind of gets glossed over because of everything with McCaffrey, because of all the talk with Purdy, because of Debo. It kind of gets glossed over, but he's been phenomenal this year for them.
0: It's been a lot of Niner talk. So let's go to the, the, the Detroit side of things, where right now, again, Niners, seven and a half point favorites behind us. There is some seven mar- in the market, but it's mostly seven juice to the favorite. Uh, right now on the Niners, no shock. Their total has been ballooned up to 52 and a half. Uh, but look, the Detroit side, I got to give them credit. They won They win the two home games. It was, wasn't the prettiest in either games, but hey, they got it done. They're here. First time they've been in the NFC title game in a long time. They have not won. You like this real quick. And I saw this on ESPN earlier today. They've not won a road playoff game since 1957. Oh my God. Their last road playoff game win was against the 49ers. How about that? circle here today, but (laughs) in things that actually matter real quick, from the Detroit perspective, the the thing would, the second outdoor game since Halloween, but as I mentioned before, Matt, the conditions are ideal. Mm -hmm. This should be a day where Jared Goff against the defense for the Niners that, quite frankly, since that Jacksonville game, that was the last time the Niners defenses looked like the Niners defense and that was back in November. That was a long time ago now. This should be a game where Jared Goff and the Lion offense should be able to at least keep Detroit competitive for a while here.
3: Yeah, absolutely. This isn't the same 49ers defense that we saw last year. And I think the injuries have played a factor there. Losing Talano Hufanga was, was massive. He's such a key part of what they do defensively. Um because of his versatility, because of his ability to play in the box, to cover. Uh, so losing him has, has been a big blow, and they never fully recovered from that. They're still a good defense, but there are definitely plays to be made there. And with the way Goff has been playing, he just looks like a different guy than the one you know we saw in L.A. or early on in Detroit. Just the confidence, the command that he has of this offense, and the trust that Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson put in him too and put on his arm especially in those key moments in the fourth quarter. We were talking about it last week, Jeff, uh, you know, just the aggressiveness to to put the game on his arm and let him air it out in those situations. It's that's kind of what separated Detroit and had them win these games is the way they've managed the fourth quarter and let Jared Goff, let Jared Goff air it out.
0: You know, it's, again, it's, it's pretty amazing that we're talking about this with Detroit where Jared Goff was the throw, I don't want to call him the throw in piece, but that's basically what he was in the Matthew Stafford trade. And now just a few years later, boy, we've never had an NFL trade win-win like this, where within three years, Matthew Stafford won a Super Bowl year one. And now Jared Goff with the opportunity to get to the Super Bowl here, where again, it's the Detroit Lions. They're not supposed to be playing on January 28th. That's just what their franchise has been through their existence. And here they are. Uh, with an opportunity to pull a big upset and get here to Vegas two weeks from today. Matt, before we let you go, uh, you did say you like Baltimore outright, even though you're taking the points with Kansas City. I would imagine you like San Francisco outright in this game as well. Would you take the points with Detroit, or would you lay them with San Francisco if you had to to bet a side here on the spread?
3: Yeah, I do like San Francisco outright. It's a tough call. I think. I think I do... Take San Francisco still with the points. I think they do cover it. It, it. You know, it's tough. There's going to be a lot of points. It's going to be back and forth for a while, but I see I, I can see San Francisco pulling away late in this one.
0: Matt Hamilton up in Adams, KCSN. Matt will be here in Vegas uh at Week is Super Bowl. Hopefully we'll be able to get him in studio uh for one of our shows. Uh and uh, as always, uh uh Matt, thanks for being with us today again on the tweets uh, at Matt Hamilton25. Matt, good luck on everything you played today. We'll see you here in Vegas in uh, in a, in a week, my friend.
3: Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys having me. Absolutely, Thanks, Matt.
0: Matt Hamilton. Everyone again, always love checking in with him. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we get back, we look at our thoughts on the NFC side. Also, number one in college hoops is uh, in action, and they are already covering the number. <laughs> a big number against Xavier in conference. That's next. Sports by the Book, South Point Studio.
4: South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas' top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, fans, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grandview Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 1230, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 1230 a.m. in the Grandview Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grandview Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted best of Las Vegas it's a great place for friends and family fun 64 lanes a pro shop snack bar and arcade and while the kids are bowling you can play slots and sip on a drink in the alley cat lounge while overlooking the lanes for our more serious and professional bowlers the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza
0: Welcome back in sports by the book here at the South Point Studio. I'm Jeff Parles, Alex White alongside, or happy to be with you. Uh, some guy named Maolio or uh, Maliulo, as we like calling him here. See it it's just the if you just go if one thing I've learned with having our friend Vinny is never look at the last name and assume it's pronounced one. <laughs> That's right. And, so, and look for someone who's had their name mispronounced a lot in their life. It's a good thing to always ask uh, Malio. Vinny Maliulo is with us twenty. Minutes or so from now. Um Chris and Company just moved to four and a half on the Baltimore game. So now that's market is flat at four and a half right now. There's one four, but not in Nevada. It's a nationwide book. Uh, Circa went to five, which I'm still kind of floored by that. Uh, but Chris and Company now four and a half on this 144 to total, um, which I guess would mean as well that now across the board behind us is plus 195. But you can now get north of two dollars on Kansas City, money line here. I see. I'm I'm just gonna be tortured all the way up the kickoff at this rate, aren't I?
1: Yes, and I really hope Andy Reid doesn't use this, and uh, the Chiefs know that the, this disrespect, oh, oh, and they I'm are sure. I'm sure. I'm sure Andy Reid is
0: not aware right now. Okay, very uh, good of the spread. But I, they I do imagine. know they're
1: underdogs. They know yes. that they are getting taken lightly and I'm sure Patrick Mahomes will use that as field. They were
0: underdogs a week ago. Got it done in Buffalo uh, to the chagrin of my co-host, but not to the chagrin of myself (laughs) last week. Uh, By the way, one, one bet I want to, I want to bring up real quick, actually, before, uh, before we get into the NFC game, Uh, there are, there are books that have Super Bowl MVP up. And all I'm going to tell you is shop because after doing some research uh, yesterday, by the way, Alex and I have a great bet on that. We took a ridiculously bloated number on Debo Samuel. We're not even going to tell you what the number is because you won't even believe what it is. Uh, but we took a, blo- a very bloated number that is north. Let's just say it's north of 50 to 1 yeah. on Debo Samuel to win Super Bowl MVP, which is just a wrong number. Superbook, of course, we we respect Jay Cornegay and, and, and John Murray and company down there. They posted those and Debo was 20. Okay. Which is more in line. Yes. But and that might even be shorter right now. Um but it was it's fascinating shop around if you want to like get in on the Super Bowl MVP markets because yeah it'll be out throughout the week of course but you still can get some wild numbers right now. Yes. Uh that that are out there on with these games uh not yet kicked off on the uh, conference championship Sunday. All right, let's get to the Niners and the Lions. So, I've already said my piece on the total. I bet 51. That's obviously not there anymore. It's 52 and a half. We're not done yet. That thing's going to keep going up. The weather today in Santa Clara, legitimately, you cannot do better than this. At kickoff, it is going to be 69 degrees with two mile an hour winds. Absolutely perfect. Legitimately, the conditions you would get indoors. And for Detroit, where I'm just trying to figure out a way for a path for a Detroit upset here. Okay. I'm just okay. Let, let's just talk this out on, on air. I again I think the, the Niners will win. I'm not sure what will happen spread wise, but I think the Niners will will win the game. But the path for a Detroit victory is as follows, at least to me, Alex, and I'm curious your thoughts. Jared Goff plays a turnover free game. The weather is ideal, which it is. They're able to run the ball on the Niners, where yeah. the Niner defense, again, the Niner defense has not been that good the last six weeks. And that defense, and and Matt Hamilton brought it up, even with the flaws, they are opportunistic. And if Aiden Hutchinson is getting home, Purdy could throw, could th- throw an interception or two. That's the path. Goff plays well. They're able to run the ball somewhat effectively, and they force a turnover or two and cash it in on the other end. That's the path for the Lions to make their first Super Bowl ever. And remember, they are the... Last NFC team not to be in a Super Bowl. Everyone else has been there once in their franchise's history. At least Dallas.
1: I think you laid it out perfect, and I would go even farther and say Jared Goff has to play a perfect game.
0: Perfect game
1: <laughs> with wow. no, well, I mean turnover free. You no turnovers, um, and yes, they have to be able to get their run game going, and we've seen them do this with Gibbs and Montgomery, so they do have a chance. But we need their defense to really step up and shut down this Niners offense. So I am I am on the Niners here. I do think they get this win as well. I'm sad I missed that 51 because I think the over is the right play. I'm not going to play it here at 52 and a half, though. But I think both quarterbacks will have their way with the secondaries. And we know we have a lot of weapons on both sides. I love his prop with Ayuk because I was looking at that as well and especially looking at what wide receivers have done against this digital Detroit defense and um their median in the last five weeks Jeff is 181 yards receiving. So I think that is a great prop bet there as well. Um Yeah, I I think that's it.
0: So Majority. So uh, just just again going back to the because we talked a lot of Niners. With, yes, with Matt. Did. I, I just want I I don't want to forget about the Lions here. Where again like in my head it's like all right, it's it's I'm sure this will happen. Ha- it will happen with other franchises that we don't anticipate being this being here this late in the season because our brains have been programmed. Oh, the Cleveland Browns, the Detroit Lions, the New York Jets—these teams are programmed in our brains to be bad football teams, and it's not the case anymore with the Lions. Again, first NFC title game in 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 a law in over in over thirty years. First time they the last time they won a road game as I on the in the playoffs as I pointed out it was pre it was pre-merger. It was 1957, which is still kind of amazing that that was the case. But for a franchise like this, where it's weird, usually be like, all right, you know what? There's a lot of pressure. Like, they haven't been there. Like, how are they going to handle it? They are playing with house money here. There's they, – they're not so, – even with the expectations they had going into the year, where they were the division favorites for the first time in a long time. They had a win total of nine and a half. Yes. They they were – the end of the season last year is the hottest team in the NFL and just – couldn't quite get there because Seattle beat them or it to and hadn't had the tie break on them. But there's no pressure at all on Detroit in this game. If they are if they lose this game, they're supposed to lose this game. So I just wonder if you're playing, you already have a maniac at head coach who plays loose and free to begin with In normal circumstance. What craziness are we going to get out of Campbell today? Right. Like if we get a four, like, we get a fourth and two in his own thirty-five. Are we going to see the fake punt in the first quarter? Like, like we could see all the stops brought out today. And for the Niners' perspective here, like this is the NFC broke as perfectly as it could have for them. Per, the Eagles imploded. The Cowboys lost to the seven seed. And yeah, okay, you could have asked for Tampa to pull the upset for Detroit over Detroit last week. But how greedy are you to get? Right, if you're San Francisco, but you lined up with playing a team with limited playoff experience. Yes, I know Jared Goff has played in the Super Bowl, but different team, different layout here in Detroit. You're supposed to win this game. You have to win this game. You have to be here in Vegas when the AFC, when the NFC, when the C's parted for you. And again, I'm not going to bet Detroit here, but there are arguments to be made here. If this game is close at halftime. Uh, It's going to be tight for San Francisco in that second half, Alex.
1: You make excellent points. I do think there is more pressure on the Niners, but I do think they are ready for this moment. I think they have thought about this since last year with Brock Purdy going down in that injury in Philadelphia where they could have been in the Super Bowl. And on the flip side, I have to throw this out to you as well. There is a little pressure on Jared Goff because his last big game when he played in a Super Bowl, they didn't score an offensive touchdown. They put up three points when he was with a different team in the Rams. But now, I mean, this, I feel like that in itself is a lot of pressure on him to prove himself in the big moment. And maybe he does it. And I am rooting for him. I, I want this to be a good game and they have a chance here, but I I do think that kind of put some pressure on him as well.
0: It is a fascinating football game when it's all said and done again, I, I get how the markets move seven and a half behind us. It's mostly seven minus 20 on the favored right now in the market. So we probably will see seven and a half again. Um, prop wise here. This is not, it doesn't really interest me as much as the AFC game, because when you look at the way this goes now, Matt Hamilton's on IUK, uh, props in this game, which makes sense. Uh, the Niners, when Ayuk is going, I mean, they're they're clearly the best offense in football when he's going. Uh, they still may be it when he's not. The big question mark for me here is: Can I justify betting Jared Goff overs in this game? Where yes, I two fifty six and a half, two fifty five and a half, the predominant numbers out there on the on the yards. You can get over one and a half touchdowns basically at a flip uh, at, at some books. Can I get there betting the overs on Jared Goff against this defense, but with the conditions ideal and the Niners defense not looking the same? That's the the one prop that I probably will have in the accounts by the time the game starts, uh, which again would go hand-in-hand hand with my overbet right. of, of 51 earlier in the week.
1: Well, and that, so you can look at attempts, you can look at his passing yards, because I do think that if they're playing from behind, they are going to go more to him throwing the ball to try and catch up there. So I I can definitely justify that. I like George Kittle over his receiving yards as well. It's 61 and a half when I looked yesterday. So, I mean, he's a beast at home. His median at home is 89 yards. And he's finally hit a 1,000 receiving yards this year with Brock Purdy. So we know that he likes to go to him a lot. He's a little bit of his safety net. So I like George Kittle's over receiving yards in this one.
0: Is there any other angles that you would look at in this game?
1: No, I'm with you. I do like Jared Goff as well. I would definitely look at that one. And I like that Hamilton brought that up too about Ayuk. I might take his uh, anytime touchdown. 6-0 and when he scores a touchdown.
0: If chalk prevails today, and we we talked about this with Chris a little bit, there are numbers for two weeks from now out there if you want them across the board. If we end up with San Francisco and Baltimore, let's say they both win and cover. Uh, I I would still expect the Niners to be the smallest of favorites. With that said, I would look to bet Baltimore. I think this is going to be a scenario where regardless of result today, the AFC side is going to be a bet for me in this game, where if it's Baltimore-Detroit, I don't think they can make the number big enough for me at this point uh, with the Ravens. Uh, Kansas City is a small favorite right now against Detroit in those yeah. look-aheads. Uh, week one was so A, so long ago, and B, I don't think Darius Tony's getting close to a football field at this point, so uh, you can't be handing a touchdown to the opposing team. Uh, Tony is out today with a hand with a uh, with a leg injury, uh, but and then the Chiefs would be a dog against San Francisco. I, I think this would be an AFC play, regardless of what the matchup is. Again, number dependent, but if these look at numbers that Chris has right now, that would probably be the way I would look at it two weeks in advance. And again, we will have plenty of big game coverage here. On the desk the next two weeks. We'll be out and about the week of the game, uh, be where uh, where a lot of media are, uh, be where uh, a lot of actions is across yes. the city, including here at the South Point. Love all that coverage for you. All that we'll be talking about it a ton when we're on the show next Sunday when there's no football and we have 90 minutes to cover. We'll be previewing basically everything we're going to have for you on Super Bowl week.
1: So going to your matchups, depending on who wins, I love that revenge factor for the chiefs. If it is the chiefs and the lions because of week one, Um, looking at the Niners and the Ravens that kind of throws me off here because the Ravens did win in that fashion in San Francisco. That sets up the Niners to win. I mean, everybody always says it's very tough to beat the same team twice in one year, but you don't think that that has nothing to do. I don't
0: care about that personally. No, that, that, to me, the two times in one year stuff, like sometimes, sometimes things are uh, so. Sometimes it's it's just bad matchups, right? I mean, it's just all it is. Uh, I look, we see it in other sports all the time. But sometimes the Ravens just match up well with the 49ers. Right. Sometimes Brock Purdy gets it, it doesn't handle that defense well. Uh, for Kansas City and Detroit, the argument on that would be that you know what, maybe the Lions are able to run the ball over Kansas City. That would be the argument. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it all all plays out uh, across the board here uh, in these two games. Vinny will be with us in a few minutes. I just want to touch on some college basketball real quick. Uh, How about this one in in the state of Connecticut? How about this right now, Alex? UConn was a 12-point favorite against Xavier. No problem so far. (laughs) 31-7 at the under-8 timeout. UConn just decimated, excuse me, my my screen's behind. How about thirty six to seven? UConn just decimating Xavier right now.
1: I'll never forgive myself for missing that future that you told me to take.
0: <laughs> I, again, it's college basketball. They could they could lose in the, in the round of thirty two. That's very true. NCAA but tournament. they are they,
1: they looking at just as dominant as last year.
0: I, I will say this: they I, I was not a huge Danny Hurley guy. I just thought he was a lunatic, but the man can really coach. Um and they won the title a year ago where they, they they were remember they had that amazing non-con and then were pretty average in Big East play and then just destroyed everybody after the first it's, half against Iona in the NCAA tournament last year, including two games here in Vegas where they made Arkansas and Gonzaga look like D two schools in yes. those two games. Uh, but UConn, uh, thirty six seven, my goodness, what a uh, what a showing so far there. FAU nine point favorites against uh, North Texas uh, today. I will say this: this is probably worth a look on North Texas. Okay, where FAU has had their issues, as we know, yes, in conference play, they've been big favorites a lot. They've struggled to cover. And uh, as was brought up on the show during the week, Kai McKeon, we talked about. Uh, we talked about North Texas against SMU. North Texas won that game in a game that shockingly had had 134 points, uh, which was incredible for those two offenses. I wouldn't be surprised if North Texas just completely has this game turned into just a gross-looking 60-59 possession game. FAU doesn't, FAU, I should say, doesn't mind playing the slow possession games, yeah. but I, I would look, I would not want to lay that many points in a game against North Texas and that defense and that pace, so I would look to take with the mean green in this one.
1: Anything with that total 133.5? No, and a half? no,
0: I, I, you know, I guess if you like Mean Green, you got to go under. Um, I, I guess you kind of have to do that. But again, 60, 69, 69, uh, uh, 69 points for for Florida Atlantic, probably like 69-66, 69-67. They're going over there. I think this game will be close. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, Purdue on the road in New Jersey taking on Rutgers today. Ten-point favorites on the road. Uh, Rutgers has been genuinely bad recently. They just have no offense. Uh, but with that said, that is a really, really difficult spot to play. For whatever reason, teams have always had problems winning at the rack in Big Ten play since Rutgers has become competent, other than Illinois, who, who went there and just decimated Rutgers earlier in the year. Uh, I wish I was getting more. If I was getting a little bit more, I think I would take Rutgers, but Ten, I can't get there yet.
1: I agree. I was gonna. I was looking at this under too, under 142, because Redbirds is much better defensively. Thirteenth in defense efficiency. On Ken Palm. can they slow down Zach Eady and Purdue though enough to keep this under that 142?
0: SMU Wichita. I just want to bring this up real quick. Uh, SMU's five and a half in the market, 146. I Think that total's too high with the way SMU plays defense. Uh, Wichita. Wichita. Just a mess. What a fall for that program. Uh, don't know if I love laying the points, but I would go no. under 146 in that one. You were looking at Memphis and UAB down to four Memphis on the road in Birmingham. Um, Memphis has lost two in a row. I can't quite get there on Memphis. Are you over there on the Tigers or no?
1: Yes, I actually do. I like the Tigers here. I laid the four with them. I mean, I'm kind of using this as a bounce back spot. Lost two in a row. You mentioned it. South Florida and Tulane and they got to get right here. I think they can do it.
0: And then the last one, you came in here, Alex, talking about this one. Nevada and New Mexico. Total is 154. What was the number you said was going through, with, with, with going comparing your numbers to your dad's numbers this morning, and you saw a number that your dad had on this game. It was like, whoa, wait a second here.
1: <laughs> so he has this game at 170. Well, We'll, we'll go 170. 170, I'll, okay. Yeah, yeah, so we had a little... 16 point difference here so we like this over jeff
0: <laughs> i i so you know <laughs> it's very rare that you see something like that with with excellent handicappers more. versus what the number ends up coming out just you don't see that very often i i guess i'm obligated to follow on that <laughs> if it's such a huge advantage uh New Mexico obviously plays a ridiculous pace. They're top six in pace in college basketball. Nevada eh, one ninety-eight. So below average pace, but not egregiously slow. Uh, if this game, this game being in the pit, I think helps this game go over because Nevada will probably again, it is an elevation difference. It's not as egregious if like UNLV was going to uh to Albuquerque, which right. again I, every time I mention Albuquerque, I have to mention Albuquerque is higher than Denver. Still don't believe that, but it is. Um but uh the uh it's it's fascinating when when you have that type of number where again, I know. Uh your dad, Kenny White, one of the most respected handicappers out there, uh just has that big of a difference from what the market is. You just don't see that very often.
1: Well, and I think you're right. I think this being at home for New Mexico and but Nevada I mean, they're gonna play tough. They kind of need this game. They went on a bad streak where they lost three in a row. I mean, two of them were top teams in the conference, but they also lost to Wyoming. So I think we'll see a great effort from them here as well. They are good defense and 64th um offense efficiency too. So,
0: Yesterday was a bad day for teams that could be in the bubble zone for the Mountain West where you didn't even realize how egregious Colorado State's loss was yesterday until I I told you up 11 with 50 seconds to go in regulation and lose in overtime. Um, Boise had plenty of opportunities to win that game against Utah State. They lose in overtime as well. And not a good day for the bubble teams in the Mountain West, even though that was a, UNLV in-game was a good one yesterday if you took that. Yes, it was. Losing at halftime and winning comfortably uh, in San Jose. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we get back, we wrap the show with our guy, Vinny Maliulo, the Hall of Famer. His laptop's here. He's going to change chairs with a uh, hockey-like change. We'll get it next. Vinny in studio, Sports by the Book.
4: We have 11 amazing restaurants featuring a wide variety for every price range and appetite. South Point's Garden Buffet has something for everyone at unbeatable prices. Or if hunger strikes in the middle of the night, join us at Coronado Cafe. The American menu offers breakfast, lunch or dinner, 24 hours a day. Plus a Chinese kitchen for authentic Chinese dishes from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. From steak and eggs to wonton soup, it's fast and friendly service, 24/7. When you need a quick pick me up, you can find it at our state of the art Starbucks just inside the main South Point entrance. Order ahead with the Starbucks app for easy mobile order pickups or enjoy your favorites in the relaxing dining area anytime, day or night. If you love Mexican food, Baja Miguel's has all of your South of the Border favorites. There are dozens of classics to choose from, like fajitas, ceviche, chimichangas, tacos, and more. And for spirit lovers, Baja's colorful non-smoking tequila bar is right outside. Or maybe you're in the mood for seafood. Big Sur Oyster Bar has fresh seafood prepared right before your eyes. Savor freshly shucked oysters, crab legs jambalaya, shrimp and lobster, beers on tap and a selection of fine wines are perfect to pair with your seafood favorite. Whether lunch or dinner, you'll love this fun atmosphere, located just off the casino floor. Ready to shake things up? Step back in time and treat yourself to one of the oldest restaurant chains in the country. Steak and Shake, famous for original mouth-watering steak burgers and hand-dipped milkshakes in a variety of flavors. For some old-fashioned fun, try Steak and Shake.
0: <laughs> Welcome back in Sports by the Book here at the South Point studio. I'm Jeff Parles. Final few minutes for us today. Alex White is here. All Famers here. Look at this. Look at- I don't think I've seen this shirt from you all year, Vinny. You haven't? I don't think so. All
5: right. It's a you very like nice it? one. You like it?
0: Yeah. Big fan of
5: it. A little uh, pops with the background. Oh, uh, yeah. Looks look great. At that. Okay. Looks great. By, by, keep by the, this in the inventory.
0: By <laughs> the way, real quick, I just want to bring this up uh, before we get to the two NFL games. Yeah. I just want to ask you, because we talked about yesterday, the 150-plus college basketball great. games yesterday. Um, and now the one, quote-unquote, marquee matchup has UConn winning by 26 in the first half uh, uh, right now. I'll just ask you this, because Purdue's in action as well later today.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: It kind of feels like at this point, at least at the top in college hoops, where yesterday Duke was lucky to escape. Houston annihilated Kansas State. Yes. North Carolina, they did cover, barely, yesterday mm-hmm. against Florida State. It started, it's starting to feel like at least a little bit that the top maybe three, four, five teams, maybe, Maybe are starting to separate just even just a hair more than we thought they were even just yesterday.
5: Well, first of all, it was a good balance of of results for yeah. the house yesterday. So you had some favorites, uh, you had some dogs, and again with that many games, that's that's what you hope for and have the juice obviously go for you. Um, some really good games. I think the you know a, a, another takeaway from yesterday is that the Big Twelve is is certainly. From top to bottom, the best conference. I mean, that TCU Baylor game was a phenomenal game. I don't know if you got a chance to see it, triple overtime game. Um, so uh, <clears throat> they they should have the most bids uh, come you know come March. I think for the for the uh, NCAA tournament. To your point, Jeff, as far as separation, I think there's still going to be bumps in the road though for the Connecticut's. Uh, you know, the Purdue's, right? Uh, Kentucky yeah. had a big win yesterday. They've been, you know, having some uh, some pretty close, I think two out of their last three games going into yesterday were very close uh, uh, losses. Uh, but they, they got off to an awful start in that game, and then they, they, they just came back and, and roared back. And again, highest scoring team in the country right now. Calipari's just saying, okay, forget about defense. <laughs> just, just outscore everybody and run up and down the court. And, you know, it seems to be working for them. Um Great start for North Carolina in uh, in the ACC. I think this is their best start in my gosh, uh, probably twenty or thirty years, really. I mean, uh, what, they're undefeated in, in conference play right now. So, I mean, but I I think there are certainly going to be some spots. Again, we're still in the winter. We talked about it the other day with Chris Andrews, where uh, travel can 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 really play a little bit of havoc with with teams that are traveling uh even though like i said the other day they play indoors but getting to the venues sometimes there there are challenges whether it's uh by air uh, by bus or by both in some cases Like right? when you go to morgantown you got to fly you, you're flying in to somewhere cl- as close as possible but then you've got to get the the, the 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 bus trip uh you know to uh, the rest of the way so you know, there's uh, there's a there's a lot to uh, to take into account, but certainly as we get to the tournament, and once we get th- through those first two days or p- first four days, uh, which which will have phenomenal business, uh, the 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 chalk usually you know prevails or in a majority of, of 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 results overall. I mean, straight up results getting to You know, the uh, uh, Elite Eight and Final Four.
0: I thought you were about to say one by land, two by sea all of a sudden, and we were really going to have a lot of fun there.
5: (laughs) No, I wasn't. I was not going to say that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So. Vinny Revere, everybody. Yeah. Uh, no, but thank uh, you. But but at all but it all seriousness though. Uh, no, it was uh, you yeah, know, it, it was a fun day yesterday. Yeah. It, I mean, really look, was. this
5: Connecticut team is is, is terrific. Um, you know, there, there's no question about it. But look, uh, they've still got to go to some some uh, some difficult spots. Uh, you know, Purdue today is a uh, is a ten point road favorite. Rutgers. Hey, Rutgers uh, is scrappy, Jeffrey. I mean, they're they're
0: having a rough go of it, but that is a very difficult place to play for for whatever reason.
5: Well, you know, they're they're right on top of of you, right? When these cracker box gym, uh, gym. if you ask Rick Pitino right now where he'd rather play the majority of their games, especially against the the, the Connecticut's and the Marquette's of the world, they'd rather play on campus than in the garden, right? No doubt. I mean, and there's a reason for that, right? I mean, that's why. That's another reason why a lot of teams never went up to, uh, uh to play Gonzaga, because Gonzaga wasn't playing in 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 the arenas in in, uh, in Seattle. They were they were playing on on campus, and you you watch those games. Uh, the Rebels, I remember when the Rebels in their in their glory days would go up to, uh, Santa Barbara right or, or just watching those games with the student body and anybody you know within the in that town it's it's a difficult difficult out and uh i think a lot of players that that's where home court comes into play a lot of players will tell you that
1: Gonzaga almost lost to Pacific. Yesterday.
0: Yes, they did, and you had Pacific, I believe. <laughs> so I, so yes, I had the plus big like 20, uh, I, twenty. I was getting I was, I was getting basically a whole village of yeah. points at that yeah. point. That there was no sweat. But I texted Alex yesterday when Pacific, when in the second half, one book that just continuous numbers. Gonzaga was up six. They're up six in the second half, and Pacific was dealt on the money line at forty to one down six and I was like all right well okay if you want me to put pizza money on it I'll do it it's probably gonna lose but yeah 40 to 1 down six
3: you know let me let
5: let me tell you something about the end game and that's where I will tell you now that as a better you have the the end game is the ultimate shopping experience oh it sure is (laughs) because um and again, this is this is not a critique, but there is a a big difference between booking in game live. When I say live, with a human being, like and, and frankly, we prefer to do that here. Could we have constant updates on the games? You know, with the algorithm formula, yes. But again, the algorithms algorithms don't breathe; they don't have eyes. Okay, they can't hear. Okay. You, you have to listen. You have to watch what's going on. I had a great conversation last night about algorithms slash analytics. And again, there's a place for it. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there, you have to pay attention to it. But it can't be gospel because here's what analytics slash algorithms don't know. And, and, and the conversation I had last night uh, was with a buddy of mine who's a, a, a general manager of of a professional baseball team, okay, does not know the the, the algorithm the, the analytics. They don't know that the number four hitter took a foul ball off his foot in the previous at bat, and he, he's he, you know it's it's taped up. It's the size. It's the size. His ankle's bigger than the, than the baseball. Okay, they don't know when you know somebody somebody's got a a domestic issue. You know, things like, I mean, I, I'm telling you that, so to circle back to the, to the in game, what you're saying is, and when you have yesterday, well over 150
0: mm-hmm.
5: plus college basketball games, you know what the computer can't, they, they, the computer doesn't know where, but all the computer knows is numbers
0: based, well, that, yeah, it's all based, based on the, the score based the and, 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 and,
5: and the area. time and, and, and things like that. So yeah. No, um, I mean,
0: look, it didn't win, but I I'm felt not, I felt obligated. Well, what that. was the
5: point spread? Was there? No, there had I, to be no, a point no, spread were, on it too, getting, right?
0: What It they was. They're down six. It was forty to one outright. I think they were getting. They they, they they were getting a number. They ended up covering. I think it was getting 14 and a half or 13 and a half okay. they, they covered that number. Yeah. Uh, but I already had the big you Yeah, the big the yeah. Pockets yeah or I whatever. Just take the money, so, of money, and go on the forty to one. Yeah. You had to. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it didn't get there. They did. They did. Remember, they weren't any good in the last five minutes. I'm telling you.
5: You've got the ultimate shopping experience with the in-game, particularly uh, with the apps uh, and things like that. And by the way, you know the the live in-game. There's there's delays on everything too. From uh, so you, as an operator, uh, you, you've got to be extremely cautious.
0: Let's go to these games going today. These
5: two football games two you football. want to talk about? Them? Okay. So
0: the mark, you're now four and a half on the AFC.
5: Four and a half. A little while ago, I just uh, was sitting with yeah. uh, Chris uh, in in the back, and uh, he, we were just going over this. Yeah. So four and a half.
0: It's, it's, interesting because again, there's one five in the market. Oh, there is, is still a five. Wild uh, to me on this, but Vinny, I'll just ask you this because. We, we talk about this all the time with, with people coming in, w- looking to bet the underdog the day of the game. They're going to take the money line probably and it, more so than off see mm-hmm. plus 195 and be like, wait a second, I can almost get two to one on Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. Uh, I, I have a feeling, Vinny, that where, and, and tell me if I'm wrong here, where this could stay four and a half, you could move 10 15 cents on the money line by the time this game starts
2: it could
5: yeah i mean you know you you take into account you know both uh, in in relation to each other but uh uh the, you know, the the fact of the matter is that in in our case i mean there's pretty good two way action at the, at this at this money line there's a lot of belief in the uh uh in the ravens uh this this year um certainly the healthier team probably the deeper the deeper team too um, and I, I, so I think, you know, what we've seen so far, there's not been this huge, you know, one-sided, there's more, actually there's more, uh, in, in the second game on the dog, more, more money line action in the second game on the dog. So, um, but I mean, you know, Jeff, it's, uh, and by the way, four and a half, five, not, not much of a difference really, but, um, uh, the, th- the thing about it is, we're probably, you know, we're probably going to need the uh, the Chiefs in in this first game as the house.
1: How are the props doing?
5: The props yeah, are props are really good. Stuff. You know, it's it's interesting in the first game. Uh, I was looking at this here. So here, alternate point spread props. Uh, Ravens minus ten and a half opened. Uh, I'm sorry, the Chiefs plus ten and a half opened minus minus two seventy. Um, it it's down to uh, two fifty. So the there was there was a belief there that if the Ravens win this game, that that it might, you know, I don't want to quite say it's a blowout, but they'll they'll more than cover. Um also the Ravens minus 13 and a half took some play. So the Chiefs plus 13 and a half was minus four dollars. It's down to minus three sixty. So there's there's certainly been more Ravens money in the last twenty four hours uh than uh than leading up to 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 yesterday. And again, going into uh Friday, we said, you know, look, you know, we 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 still had to, you know, the weekend was going to see ninety percent of the action, and that's certainly the case here. So, uh, by the way, uh, one of your favorites, Jeff, the Willer will not be a defensive uh, or special teams touchdown. Always, they're betting the yes at plus two forty.
1: Yes,
0: <laughs> stunning. The, they love the pluses. Do you so.
1: like that in the late game? No, no.
0: No, I'm not betting that. I I can't remember. I can't, remember, I can't remember the last time I bet that. That that. uh
5: did you bet it when the Steelers uh uh played the uh, the Cardinals?
0: Maybe? <laughs> uh no. <laughs> right I, before halftime? Oh, hey, that's still I, I'm happy, bro. There, there's still never been a a bigger game-changing play at that time of the game, basically in Super Bowl history, where Right before halftime. Where legitimately, well that remember that the, the funny part about that play is that play snapped with 21 seconds to go in the half. Yeah. And it ran the whole clock. <laughs> That's how long it took James Harrison. To the go big man yards the other way.
5: The big man was was not going to be on the relay team. That's he no. was not going to ha- get a baton. No, that was. But he, he he
0: got there. He did. He got there. He did. That that uh, again. That's one of the great Super Bowls of all time. And and again, it's yeah, it's pretty amazing that the Arizona Cardinals. That's one right. One of these franchises that we've always did, been a loser franchise, and one of those kind of like what I was saying about Detroit. It's like wait a second, they shouldn't be playing in January. You saw you saw the Cardinals logo in the end zone of the Super Bowl in Tampa that year. It's like, wait a second, what's going on here? <laughs> right. Um, but they that was I mean Larry for the two touchdowns in the last oh. two minutes. Larry Fitzgerald mm-hmm. tearing that postseason. What a yeah. what a time. Yeah. NFC side here, Vinny.
5: Um, seven and a half still right? Yeah, seven seven and a half. I mean laying seven, taking seven and a half. Um, uh, money line here uh, has creeped up uh, from yesterday. It was three forty yesterday up to three sixty. But I think. You know, because it's a, a bigger dog, uh, a little bit more. You have, always have a little bit more exposure with the with the plus because uh, of of the plus money there. So, um, but yeah, good action. I you know certainly the money from the first game carry over to this game will, will impact how this game what this game closes as well, right? Because it's concentrated. It's it's not the first week of the playoffs. Uh, where you had that that great carryover to that Monday night, but you know what? It's it's concentrated action and and carryover action from yesterday with all the cross sport activity, uh, not just all the college games, but the NBA and the NHL schedule as well. One thing Chris and I were a little surprised about in this game is I thought there would be more teaser action.
1: Yeah, that's what he said.
5: Yeah, did he say when he came on he the spot? Yeah, up, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, no. but what you are seeing is pros. Teasing the Lions up, and uh, public teasing uh, teasing the line uh, the uh, the Niners down, but I think also look a two team you know teaser you're 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 putting up a lot more juice right a quarter uh, you know if it's six maybe like a dollar thirty dollar forty or dollar fifty depending on where where you're at and depending on what increment you want uh, six six and a half or seven so I think that's got something to do with it as well.
1: Vinny, the total yeah. keeps moving up in this one. It's now yes. fifty-two and a half. How high do you think it'll get?
5: I think we'll see fifty-three okay. uh, again, especially with carry. P- people love the point. The public is going to love the points in this game, and uh, there's no reason to think that, that that it won't keep going up. I'd be surprised if it if it comes down. I think it's certainly more likely to go up. Yeah.
0: Two games. The winners will come here to yeah. Las Vegas mm-hmm. to play for the Lombardi Trophy. A sentence that a lot of us never thought would be uttered, but here we are. With the Super Bowl here two weeks from now. Uh you already have numbers up for those games. Yeah, there's so if yeah. the matchup does not happen. Projected. Projected. Yep.
5: Now depending on how these games and by the way, the Super Bowl will be up shortly after the uh, uh the second game today. So here at Saw Point, uh Super Bowl number will be will be posted. And um yeah, we'll have at it. Now it'll be there'll be different betting numbers. So the the four possibilities now where it's Chiefs three over the Lions uh, Niners three over the uh, uh, over the Chiefs, the um, the Ravens four and a half over the Lions, and uh, the Niners open one. I think it's the other side now. Uh, if I if I checked, uh, I'll double check that. But basically a pick'em game. But again, uh, that'll that could change. Whichever one you have action on the one that does come about, the other three will be a refund here at Point, which is uh, frankly fair. Yes. And um, but there'll be a whole new Game, if you will, set up uh, as the Super Bowl.
1: Very
0: good. Looking forward to it. And then the the booklet of props will be fully out. That's Friday, right. Friday, little by little through yeah. the week. Uh, as Chris said, you're running out of pink pieces of paper. So uh,
5: yeah, we're, uh, we're yeah we we, we try to, uh, to make it a little different than everybody else in, in years past. But we can't we can't find enough pink paper. So uh, anybody out there that knows where there's pink legal sized paper, then uh, help us out.
0: Anyone at office, Max, you heard it right here. Dunder Mifflin, office, Max, wherever you want to go. That's right. Uh, for that Vinny pleasure as always. Always good to be with you. Everybody enjoy the games. Yeah, a- Alex, yeah. we'll, uh, we'll, see, we'll you and Matt never will be here tomorrow.
1: Yep. I'll be on punchlines as well. Yes, you with will.
0: As uh, well. noon on punchlines three tomorrow here on sports, by a book, you'll hear the recap of that. I'll be back Wednesday, uh, to, uh, give you the midweek thoughts of where the line has gone. And also by then you'll have more, uh, Move more props up.
5: Yeah, we'll start putting them up this uh, this week, and uh, every day there'll be uh, a few more. Again, the thing about the props is the, you know, the uh, the, the wording that has to go along with them, the stipulations yes. and everything like that. So, but we'll get there. Yeah, all right. Good exercise,
0: Andrew Sean. Good work as always back there. I'm Jeff Piles. We'll see you again on this show tomorrow, at three o'clock. Matt never and Alex White will be here for you. Good luck on all your plays. Just hope these games are good, right? We'll see you again. Sports by the Book, South Point Studio.